Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 84, ADHD Needs Some New Names. How about ARDHD, CDD, IDD, ODD, or DDD? It's definitely not IDD, you know, the other IDD. You'll have to listen to find out what this all means. It'll be worth it. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. Cool. I'm psychologist Dr. R.A. Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. In episode 82, I coined the terms opportunity excess disorder and distraction excess disorder. It kind of got me thinking because we can learn a lot from a name. I wonder if some other names might be more accurate or help us understand ADHD a little bit better, or at least have some fun with it. I'm fond of saying that ADHD isn't a deficit in attention per se, but rather in attention regulation. That is, in making good choices about when to shift your attention to something new and important versus when to keep your attention on what it's already on. For example, there are times when people with ADHD stick too long, like when they hyperfocus on something rather than shifting gears to something new, like by continuing to surf the web instead of getting into bed. Then there are times when people with ADHD shift their attention too early, like when they read a new text message rather than finish preparing for a meeting. Success in life requires making a million small choices, moment by moment, on where to put your attention. This is harder than it sounds because there are no hard and fast rules about it. Life involves too many complexities and exceptions. For example, you should check your text messages before the meeting when, you know, the text might be related to the meeting, except, of course, that you don't know if the text is unrelated until you've already checked it. And if the text is unrelated and not more urgent than the meeting, then you need to pull your attention off of that and back on to getting ready to the meeting. But the urgency, of course, is a judgment call. Such is life. So here's our first new name, ARADHD, Attention Regulation Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. People with ADHD have plenty of attention. They just sometimes struggle with regulating where they put it. I talked about this in episode 11, way back in June, uh, way back on June 1st, 2009. So if you're interested in hearing more about it, you can find it there. Now, of course, at this point, we should make a point of saying that saying kind of what ADHD is not, which is intention deficit disorder. People with ADHD generally have just as good and bad intentions as anybody else. The trick for everyone is to reliably convert those intentions into actions. People with ADHD will especially struggle with that reliability. The problem is that others infer our intentions based on our actions. Sure, you can, you know, tell them your intentions, but if your words and actions don't add up, most people will put more weight on your actions. So people with untreated ADHD are at risk for being judged negatively. 
This is where all those comments of needing to try harder or be more responsible come from. Because that's what you tell people with insufficient intentions. Unfortunately, if intentions aren't the problem, then this isn't the solution. And repeating it a thousand times doesn't make it work any better. So let's go on to our next new name, Consistency Deficit Disorder. Ironically, if you can do something once, you know, like get somewhere on time or get an A on a test, but then you don't do it the next time, people assume that the problem isn't one of skill, but rather of desire or intention. That is, you don't want to do it again, since clearly you have the skill to do it, so therefore that can't be the limiting factor. The problem here is that the weak skill is that of consistency, the ability to repeatedly do the right things at the right times. Not once or twice, but repeatedly. When it comes to most things in life, we may not be expected to be perfect, but we are expected to be at least pretty good. Unfortunately, many people with ADHD fall below these kind of unspoken cutoffs. Their batting averages just aren't high enough. In some ways, it's almost better to be thought of as completely incapable of doing something because then no one will expect you to do it or won't take it personally if you don't. Well, it's not actually better because that'll ultimately be too limiting in your life, but you know what I mean. One of the other inconsistencies in ADHD is that of being able to do some things but having great difficulty to get themselves to do other things. This is usually boring, repetitive, non-urgent stuff like organizing, going to the grocery store, paying bills, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Fun activities are easy to activate for, as are activities that have a looming deadline. So we could say that ADHD is really interest deficit disorder. This is the other IDD. It's not intention deficit disorder, it's interest deficit disorder. People with ADHD have a harder time firing up interest for activities that are either boring or don't have an immediate reward or punishment. Not that anyone else especially enjoys these activities, by the way. Well, I mean, obsessive folks do. But, you know, other people are just better able to fire up that interest to get going on things that just aren't that interesting. Because folks with ADHD have a harder time generating that interest from within themselves, they tend to avoid boring things, even the important stuff, like preparing tax returns. When they do get going on these activities is when the deadline pushes them to do it. But that's more externally driven than internally driven. The deadline is pushing them, rather than them creating it from within, from within themselves. So far, all of my new names have focused on how ADHD affects the individual. But of course, the individual always exists within a context. One of the things that's changed over the last decades is that our worlds have grown much more complicated, and there's a lot more to keep track of than there used to be. This is one of the reasons that there seems to be more ADHD out there. It's more obvious in this world that we live in. In episode 82, I talked about sort of the term opportunity excess disorder. That is, these days we have an excess of opportunities. There are too many things to see, do, keep track of, and generally occupy our attention. So we all feel overwhelmed. But people with ADHD and some other folks will stand out a little bit more. 
kind of reminds me of my college running days. Every year we'd get a bunch of freshmen who ran in high school and, you know, did okay with it. Then suddenly they went from running 30 miles a week in high school to running 50 miles a week in college. Lots of them got overuse injuries as a result. Their bodies could handle lower miles, but weren't up for the higher miles that revealed their vulnerabilities, you know, like flat feet that made them more likely to get tendon strains. Anyway, one of the points that I made in episode 82 is that besides all the opportunities that we have these days, we also have lots of just plain distractions, which gives us all distraction access disorder. Watching one of those news channels is the perfect example. Besides the person talking, there's always all sorts of other things happening on the screen, making it that much harder to focus on just one thing. Nowadays, we're constantly interrupted by emails, texts, calls from multiple phones, and various other alerts. It takes mental work to sort through all this and keep these distractions at bay while trying to focus on one thing at a time. And finally, just to beat a dead horse, most of us also have stuff excess disorder. Whether it's tangible items that we buy and bring home, which, you know, seem to get cheaper and cheaper, or electronic items like email or song and movie downloads, we have a lot more to keep track of and organize. So if you struggle with doing this on a consistent basis, you'll stand out. And by the way, it is a consistent basis because this stuff keeps coming. For every new item that enters your life, one of them needs to leave it or you start getting piled up. And the more stuff you have, the more effort it takes to organize it all. And if you don't keep it organized, then it takes even more time and energy to find that one thing that you want when you want it. So I hope that you had some fun with this kind of exploration of new names for ADHD. More importantly, I hope that it helped you see that there's a lot to ADHD and that your ADHD symptoms are at least partially determined by what's going on around you. As a final announcement, I'm really excited and proud to announce that we've broken the 200,000 downloads mark uh, right before the new year, which is totally awesome. Now, in related good news, um, I found a way that I was able to get all of my prior episodes to show up in iTunes or you know wherever else it is that you get your podcasts from. So you can get all 84 of them, you know, 84 and counting at this point. So all those old ones from last year and the year before are all now right there in your iTunes window or wherever. So it makes it a lot easier to kind of go back and you know pick off the episodes that came out before you discovered this podcast. I love technology when it actually plays nicely. Now, if I could only get my outlook to behave. In any event, um, I have a bunch of presentations coming up in these coming months here. Some are live and in person, like the Chester County Chad Conference on February 12th out here in the Westchester suburbs of Philadelphia. And others are uh, that I'm doing are teleclasses, so you can kind of get them wherever you are. As always, you can find all of them on the presentations page at adultadhdbook.com, as well as links to some past presentations if you want to check that out. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.